we kind of had a, a friend group mm-hmm. that hung out together, and so I guess through that is where we kind of really started yeah. hanging out together. And then, um, the then you followed me to Auburn. The rest right? is yeah. history. Right, right? Yeah, I and converted. so I was, yeah. <laughs> it I must was, be love if you went from I'm going to Alabama uh, so you're to I am following James <laughs> to Auburn is what I'm going to do. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely love. Yeah, yeah it is love. Really, I know. Salvation is by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Each of us has a unique story of how that takes place. In this series of podcasts, members of Grace Life Church of the Shoals share their stories of redemption and grace. Here now is my Grace Life story. This is another episode of my Grace Life Story. My name is Matt. I'm the Senior Associate Pastor at Grace Life Church of the Shoals. Tim Martin is once again handling all of our media and uh, getting us straight on that. And with us today in the Grace Life Recording Studios is James and Heather Vance. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing good, brother. Thank you. Absolutely. Glad you guys are with us. And we're going to kick this one off just like we normally kick off a Grace Life Story by letting you guys just introduce yourselves to us. Tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, where you work, all that type of stuff. So James, we'll start with you. Okay, great. First of all, I want to congratulate you on 20 years of service here, brother. Thank you. Thank you, brother. The impact you've had on me and my family and your friendship. Uh, So as Matt said, my name is James Vance. Uh, I'm 47 years old. I'm actually the manager of the water and sewer utility here in Muscle Shoals. Graduate Auburn University of degree in civil engineering. War Eagle. Yeah, War Eagle. That's right. (laughs) Married to Heather. Uh, we've been married 24 years, so we're excited. Our kids reminded us next year we'll get our names on the screen. There you go. Uh, for anniversaries at 25 it years. It is a milestone. It is. Yeah. We have five children, Lauren Brooke, who is 20. She's a student at UNA. Haddon, who is 17, a senior at Muscle Shoals. Mm-hmm. William and Wesley are twins. They're both 15 and 10th graders at Muscle Shoals. And then Brooks Thomas, he is seven, second grader at Muscle Shoals. All right. Good. Heather, what about you? Well, my name's Heather Vance, married to James, of course. I serve as the preschool coordinator here. Heather has the most difficult job at Grace Life Church of the Shores. She is the preschool coordinator. I've served several different capacities here at the church. Uh, How long have you been doing the preschool now? Six years. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it's been six years. Mm-hmm. Time flies. Yeah, it does. When you're having fun. That's right. right. Yeah. Amen. Is that 10-year long or short? That's to very that? long. Okay. A preschool coordinator is one of those where, unfortunately, folks go up like a rocket and down like a rock. But Heather, is, Heather may be our longest tenured preschool coordinator. So, yes, absolutely. Any other interesting facts about yourself, Heather? We both grew up in northeast Alabama. Yeah. Walk us through that. Y'all yeah. grew up about an hour or so from here. So tell us a little bit about growing up. Well, I grew up in a little town called Flat Rock, Flat Alabama. Rock. Yes. Tell us what tell us about Flat Rock. <laughs> Flat what was Rock. it like growing up in Flat Rock? Well well, I mean it was a great childhood. You know, Flat Rock has a four way stop and a School corner mark. Corner mark. <laughs> yeah, it was a Piggly Wiggly, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, that was in Pisgah. Oh, you had to you okay. had to go across town for that. <laughs> lucky that's supermarket. Right. That lucky was a lucky. That's, yes. yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. We weren't even big enough to have a Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> so tell us about growing up. What did you grow up in a church home? Gospel influence in your life at an early age. But walk, walk us through what that was like. Yeah. So yes, we uh, grew up in a Christian home. My parents were Christians. We were lived just up the hill from our church. So it was a small Baptist um, okay. 
typical Southern Baptist church, I guess. Right. We had the old-fashioned, you know, uh, plaque on the wall that had the attendance, attendance and offering. Tithe, and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So if we that had, was the digital screens before the yeah, screens exactly. became available, right? <laughs> 25 was an average. If we hit 50, it was a big Sunday, like a you know friend day or something, yeah, I guess. Right. What do you remember about that church? So, so what was the preaching like? I mean, was it, uh, you know, obviously you guys have been here at Grace Life for a really mm-hmm. long time now, and mm-hmm. so expositional preaching is something right. that we talk about a lot. But what was the preaching like in that church? Mm-hmm. Was, was it... Was it sound? Was it unsound? Was it sound, but maybe not expositional? Mm-hmm. Give me some info on that. Yeah, so we had probably during my time there probably just two pastors, so okay. a pretty long-term yeah. thing. Amen. I don't remember much about the first one we had, but the second pastor we had, Raymond Blevins, was very— Well, he was bivocational. Yes. He, he, he uh, worked in leather goods. He built saddles mm-hmm. and things wow. like that and a very limited education. But I can speak, uh, when I came into Heather's life and we started dating and, and I started visiting, we would always go to church. And, and Raymond, Brother Raymond was the kind of guy, he would, he, you know, he would get into get into preaching. You yeah. Know, you've heard the, I don't know what you call it, hackers or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, uh, preacher. Uh, uh, preacher. Yeah, but, yeah. Bit, but he yeah. was very passionate and very well studied. And when Heather and I had joined Grace Life, he was he was listening in to Brother Jeff's sermons. He wow. mentioned that to me a couple of times. Hmm. But he was very instrumental at looking. I didn't know it at the time, but looking back in my my conversion, God used him. He would come down, and, and when we would visit, we'd be home from Auburn. He would, you know, he'd put his hand on my shoulder while he was preaching. He would sometimes call on me to pray, and it would make me very uncomfortable. Sure. But yeah. at the same time, it, it made me wrestle with what, what I don't. I don't know what he's talking about. Right. I don't live the way he's taught. When I go away from here, I'm not right. walking in these things and living right. in these things. So I, uh, he was he was a small piece of of people God used in my life yeah. um, at Flat Rock Baptist Church. Yeah. But, so James, you kind of grew up close to the same so yeah, area, Sand Mountain, right? Northeast so, Alabama. Okay. We're uh, Rainsville is a town I grew right. up in, halfway between Scottsboro and Fort Payne. Okay. Uh, we we went to the United Methodist Church growing up, but uh, and my parents I had a great childhood, great home. I had one sister, uh, and they always took us to church. Mm-hmm. But I don't ever remember hearing the the gospel per yep. se, and maybe it's because I didn't have ears to hear it at the time. Sure, but uh, I do remember jokingly like my dad, who's a member here at Grace Life mm-hmm. now. We we talk about one summer I went to vacation Bible school at the United Methodist Church the First Baptist Church, the Church of Christ across the street <laughs> to a church of God with one of my buddies, and then when we were visiting family to an Episcopal church. So I, I yeah. hit them all. You were well-versed that's in right. That's that right. summer. But, uh, so it, it, it was good. Uh, yeah, we we were about, I don't know, Heather and I, Pisgah and Rainsville, I don't know, 30 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Heather and I met at junior college, uh, Northeast Community College. So growing up in the Methodist Church, yeah. I, you know, obviously a little different setting than what we have here in the Baptist Church at Grace mm-hmm. Life Church. Was there ever a time in which you made a profession of faith? Well, you know, obviously they're going to sprinkle you as a baby. I'm assuming this Methodist Church mm-hmm. did. That would right. be the normal practice for Correct. them. Was there an, I said you didn't hear a lot about the gospel, so was it mainly, hey, be a good neighbor, here's how you can have a good life? I, you know, what, what was the flavor of the preaching and the ministry that you were getting yeah, in that church? Yeah, uh, I, I, was, I was christened as a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, obviously I don't remember that, but from what I do remember— it, it there was never a whole lot of 
mentioning of sin or or you know lostness. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, it was more a uh, good moral type stuff, uh, good neighbor, good citizen, that, those kinds of things. I do remember a lot of the the uh, ceremony type things we would do. Yes. Uh, the altar, uh, how we received communion, uh, some of the responsive readings, and, and right. those type things. I, I do remember that. Interestingly, though, a, a gentleman, uh, another person in my life, his name was Roger Scott. He was a year older than me in, at, in high school. He went to Auburn a year before me. Let me Well, let me back up. So my senior year of high school, my parents divorced. Mm-hmm. I kind of just... Uh, I was real close to my parents still. They both taught at the junior college. Heather and I were attending, but... When I moved to Auburn, Roger Scott was there, and he he continued to invite me to church. Now, the church he had started attending was Lakeview, okay, uh, Brother Steve's home church right. of yeah. all things. So, mm-hmm. I guess I'll get back to that a little bit later when I, yeah. I want to talk about the sovereignty of God. But he kept he kept inviting me to go, and and I'll I'll just uh, summarize. My college was typical. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't go to church. I lived, and I was in engineering school, so I didn't have a lot of spare time. I was committed to that, a lot right. of studying, a lot of hard work. But, but the times I did that were free, it, uh, we were, you know, we kind of did what we wanted to, to a point. Even even at that time, I see God, I see friends of mine. They kind of went headlong into things, and there was always a check in my spirit. I see God withholding or holding me back. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't realize that it was God. Yeah. But I thank Him for it. But but Roger, he was instrumental. He invited me to Lakeview. When you mentioned a profession of faith, nothing as a child. Nothing through my uh, early teens, but I started going with Roger to Lakeview, and Al Jackson was preaching. I remember clearly being frightened over uh, going to hell, yeah. and and knowing to a degree that that I was not a Christian. And so I went forward in a service, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, Brother Steve could tell us, but. Uh, I met with him. I prayed the sinner's prayer, and two weeks later, I was I was baptized at Lakeview. Heather was there, and Heather's mother came down for that. But shortly thereafter, I was right back in the same mode of living, partying to a degree, and there was no love for God, no Bible reading. There was no dis- maybe I was converted then. I don't believe I was because I really didn't plug in. There was no discipleship, no learning at all. So I don't believe I was converted then. But, gotcha. Uh, so that's kind of how it got me up to uh, through my college. Okay, yeah. Hey, let me go back to you. So, you know, at, at, growing up there in Baptist Church, and uh, obviously hearing some good preaching, at least from from one of the pastors that you remember. And so, you know, um, growing up, had you made a profession of faith as as a child? Or, you know, what what was that like? Tell us a little bit about that part of your story. Mm-hmm. No, really. As okay. as much as I was in church, you know, every time there were the doors were open, right. as you know, we hear that a lot. But no, I can remember, you know, being convicted and thinking I didn't want to go to hell, all mm-hmm. those type things. But I had, I was a people pleaser, you know, very outwardly moral, had to do, you know, everything, wanted to do everything well. Sure. But no, I had never. So I, it was not as though I had made a profession that was false. I just really had gotten so good at playing the part that right. nobody really ever questioned me, yeah. really. Sadly, I think. Yeah. So I, I do remember this same pastor when I was graduating and leaving for Auburn, him asking me about my salvation. Do you think, you know, I don't remember you ever being baptized. And I kind of, you know, 
brushed him off and made some excuse, but yeah, I mean, I can remember times just thinking, I'll do that later, or I'll sure. deal with that down the road, or I'm good. I, you know, and I knew head knowledge. You could ask me anything. I could tell people how to be saved. Yeah. But, you know, for whatever reason, the Lord had not, the Holy Spirit had not convicted yeah. me. Um, it was not the right time, I guess. So, so you guys are at Auburn, and obviously James just walks us through a little bit about, you know, how the Lord began working in his life there, at least a, a friend reaching out, inviting him to Lakeview. So did you have anybody, I mean, were you visiting Lakeview Summit this time too, or was it like, hey, James, it's great for you. I've kind of got my own thing going, so let me know how it goes. I'll see you after church. What, what was that like for you? Oh, yeah, no, I would go with him when okay. I still, when we went home, we'd still go back to church. You know, I played the piano yeah, when we okay. went back home. My dad was the song director, so it was, you know, a small church. So I played the piano and still really, I think back and I'm like, oh, you know, nobody ever even questioned that. When we were at Auburn, we we didn't faithfully attend anywhere. We would, we were fortunate enough, Auburn was close enough. So a lot of weekends that we would go home. And we would in, we'd go to church with her parents, but but while we were in school, we at Auburn proper, we didn't we didn't really we didn't attend church there. Gotcha. I, like I said, I made that profession of faith, and I thought I was good at that point. But but I do see from that point forward, like, like Heather said, that when we would attend church there, there would be some conviction, some uneasiness. Right. You know, I, I look back, and maybe that was uh, certainly God's awakening Amen. me to these these things of the gospel. And just like I said, hindsight is twenty twenty. I think spiritually speaking, you can look back mm-hmm. and see what God did, the people put He put in your life, the situations He led you through, even as a lost man. Uh, like I said earlier, things my friends were doing that I would participate in, but for some reason I wouldn't go headlong right. into it. Yeah. Uh, God just even His preservation at those times was is Amen. remarkable. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Flat Rock Baptist Church is where we would go when we we went home, but. But at Auburn, there was really no church home. Gotcha. Say. Okay, so at some point you guys graduate Auburn. At some point you get married, right? So, so walk yeah, us through so a little bit of that, how your relationship Heather was, progresses. Heather, Heather was a diehard Bama, Bama, you know. She was going to Alabama. <laughs> <Yeah>. and then, <laughs> oh, So boy. she was going to Alabama where her brother went. But we met at junior college. I don't. I would say, maybe it was love at first sight. Do you think it was? <laughs> all I remember not so sure about all I remember is you running through the doors and chasing me down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We we kind of had a, a friend group mm-hmm. that you know hung out together, and so I guess through that's where we kind of really started yeah. hanging out together, and then. Um, yeah. Then you follow me to Auburn. The rest right? is history. Right. <laughs> yeah, I and converted. so I was, yeah. <laughs> it I must was, be love if you went from I'm going to Alabama well, so you're to Alabama I am too. following James <laughs> to <laughs> Auburn is what I'm going to do. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely love. Yeah. yeah. That is love. Yeah, so so you, you get your engineering degree, and Heather, what, what was your degree in? I have a marketing okay, degree. Okay, so you get your degree mm-hmm. in marketing. And a Duncan and darling. Yeah. Was, she was yes. a Duncan darling, James, that's right. James uh, is a year older than I am. So, right. he, so yeah, I, I was, graduated in December of 98. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Heather graduated that following June of in 99. 99, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And then how long until you guys officially say I do? So we married in uh, July. I graduated in June, okay. and we got yeah. married in July. I got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so after you guys get married, do you guys stay in the Auburn area? Where, where did the Lord kind of take you guys from there? So, so I graduated. I, I took a job with an engineering firm in Birmingham. Okay. And they they designed and build water and wastewater treatment plants. Uh, I lived in Birmingham from January until about May of '99, and. 
they have an office here in Florence, that okay. company, or they did. And my mother's family is from Franklin County, mm-hmm. and at the time, my grandparents, my aunt and uncle, they were still living here. And my back up a little bit, my mother, as I mentioned earlier, my mom and dad had divorced when I was a senior in high school. My mother remarried, and her husband was a United Methodist pastor. Mm-hmm. And by now, he had he had risen to the rank of district superintendent of Northwest Alabama, and he was living in, they, he and my mother were living in Florence. So humanly speaking, I'm seeing all this. My, my, my boss asked me, hey, would you be interested in moving to the Florence office? Uh, they were building a treatment plant for Florence at that time. And Did you know much about this area? Had you been well, to the I, my, area? my entire childhood, I, I had been down to, to Franklin, to Franklin County, County yeah. Bell Green, Gra- uh, Phil Campbell, that area. That's, so I uh, had you know, been to most, the Quad Cities a few times as a kid, but uh, I, I really didn't like living in Birmingham. I, I grew up kind of in a small town, so I wanted to get out of there. So I said, sure, I'll, I'll move. Anyway, uh, moving up here in May of 99, and I lived and worked for a few months. Then Heather and I were married. We, we rented a house on Hill Avenue, lived there for a few years. So Heather obviously moved here and we got married. But short, shortly thereafter, we, I had a conversation with my stepfather, who's the district superintendent of the United Methodist Church of Northwest Alabama. And he recommended that First Baptist Church of Muscle Shoals mm-hmm. to me and Heather. Which is now Grace Live. He said, right? "I hear good things about, that, good novel thing about guy. that novel." Guy. Yeah. <laughs> so back to my statement. That, that's not the normal thing, <laughs> no, you know, that most of us right. in the area here. Yeah. So, of course, yes. we had no idea we were near right, to yeah, the area. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't know. And so uh, there again, back to the providence of God. Even as a lost man, I think of Roger Scott. I think of the preservation of preserving hand of God, even as a lost man. Of, of bringing Heather in, into my life and, and thereby being exposed to her mother mm-hmm. and father who were strong Christians and Pastor Blevins in Flat Rock, right. the things he did, Roger Scott at Auburn, right. uh, Al Jackson hearing that sermon, all that lining up. And then my stepdad recommended, well, at, you know, humanly, I was like, okay, whatever, we're married. Yeah. You know, Heather grew up Baptist. I was baptized later. So did you ask him, hey, we're kind of, you know, we're newlyweds, we need a church, or did he just kind of volunteer? Hey, he volu- I want to find a church. Best you know? I can remember, he volunteered that. Okay. And I, yeah. I think he just understood that, you know, Heather grew up Southern Baptist, and, and I was baptized in a Baptist church. So right. He recommended. Yeah, amen. I, but now looking back, I attribute that to the providence of God. Yeah. No God doubt. moving the pieces and the people mm-hmm. to hedge me in. Yeah. Uh, so, so we started. Uh, I, I actually came, I think, first, and I met Brother Steve. Okay. Uh, that would have been in that would have been in the summer of '99. Okay. Uh, where were you at at that time? You were here then. I, but you were, I was in high school. At high that time. school. Yeah. yeah so I graduated in 2000. Right. So Br- Brother Tim was here. Brother <laughs> um, Tim's been here a long time. That's right. He. <laughs> And so I came, and, uh, you know, it was— everybody. So what was the first Sunday like? Did you go to a small group uh, just to serve us? I did not go to a small group, okay. but uh, I did come to the service. I don't remember what was preached, but I remember being welcomed. I remember—of course, Brother Steve found out I was an Auburn I, grad. I was going to say, so. how quickly did the <laughs> Auburn right. connection, like, That's tractor right. beam you um, guys to each other? I mean, it's and, it's natural. I mean, just family. You know, yes, yeah, we're family. family. So. We're all in. <laughs> That's right. But— uh, but I, I do remember, I remember meeting Brother Steve, sitting through the service, being welcomed back. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember if I filled out a visitor card or not. Okay. But we did come back. Heather came. 
And we started attending that fall. My very first small group, and, and you've done a Grace Life story on John and Joyce McIntosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John was my very first small okay. group yeah. uh, teacher. He and Shane Winsett yeah. and Jeffrey Barrett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think Jeffrey's over in Huntsville now, but yes. Shane and John are still here. They are. And in what is now the chapel, we had the right. dividers in oh, the corners, yeah. and we met. Yeah. And, Old uh, school there. I remember, I remember sitting in that small group, just kind of, kind of baffled a little bit and bumfuzzled. I don't know what the proper word is. Just that this is strange to me. I, this, I, I don't live this way. I don't. This is all new to me. This is all foreign. Mm-hmm. This, this, you know, and and all just simply teaching and going through the Bible. Yeah, I've had people tell me before, like you know, that we're in your spot of, okay, this is new, I'm going to visit, and things of that sort. And I've had people tell me before, you know, one, one thing I kind of took away from it is these people are kind of serious about this. Yes, You know, exactly. like, man, they, they actually are like, they're studying the Word, and mm-hmm. not that anyone here is perfect, but I think it's a, a lot of people kind of have that response of, wait a minute, I, I didn't know I was going to get into this right. when I came, Sure, you know? Well, and it's it's a seriousness, but it's a genuineness too. Yeah. There's a it's a reality in their life, right. and they're humble about it, and they love it, mm-hmm. and they want you to love it, and yeah. they want you to experience it. That's I remember that from John and Shane quite quite clear, and and they invested in me mm-hmm. through that time. You know, uh, obviously communicating with Brother Steve, David Young came came into my life at that time. I don't do you. I don't remember what small group were you in. I can't remember what you started attending at that time. Uh, well, well, we 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 just vi- we visit for a mm-hmm. co- we got married in July, right? And then uh, it was in October, Mick class or whenever yeah. or it wasn't Mick at that yeah. time. Well, discovery, been, discovery maybe, class, or, maybe, yes, been discovery uh, membership information kind of goes yes. back and forth. So, um, and I remember James coming home saying, "Let's go to that class," and I thought, "Oh no." I don't want to do that. I might, you know, somebody might ask me about my salvation, right. and I have nothing to say. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. But we've been coming, and it was it was so like different, and just we felt drawn to come back. Like right. Brother Jeff was going through Revelation, I think, yeah. at that yeah, time. Yeah, about that time. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So, did you guys make that class? Did you go to that membership? Mm-hmm. We did. Yes. We okay. did. Yes, mm-hmm. and actually, um, that's where I got saved. Actually, okay. So. Um, we were sitting through the teaching. Dr. Meckes was right. teaching, and I remember it just became so real. Like, why is he teaching to me? Why yeah. is he kind of one of those where the Holy Spirit these... singles you out in the room? Yes. Among many people. Why yeah. is he asking me these questions? Right. And uh, you know, my sin just became so real. Mm. It was me. You know, yeah. I needed to be saved. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. So I went back and met with Christy Wigginton. Okay. Yeah. And um. Yeah, so... So that was October mm-hmm. of, of 99, I, I right? believe that's right. That was yeah. October of 99. Okay. And, um, and then I was baptized shortly after. Shortly after. And um, then... Well, so so we went through the MIT class, or the Discovery class. Martin Rowland, yeah. I met with him. Okay. So I, the typical questions, well, have you have you been converted? Oh, yeah, at Auburn, I, I went forward, right. prayed the sinner's prayer. I was baptized... I'm good. Mm-hmm. The the whole thing I was hanging my eternity on, I yep. thought. And so we filled out the paperwork, and we prayed. And anyway, I come out, and I'm waiting on Heather, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And I'm, I start to get a little worried. I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? Well, then here comes Heather and Christy Wigginton. And Heather's visibly shaken and has been right. weeping. And 
I get a little, I get a little, you know, what's going on here? Because in my mind, Heather was a Christian. Right, All sure. I've ever known about Heather, she's yeah. always what I thought a Christian right. would look like. And and Heather told me, she said, I've just been saved. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm. And and again, that was another moment in my life where God hedged me in again. And the wheels started turning. Mm. And I remember thinking, well, if Heather, if Heather's not a Christian, then who is? I I. I I'm not. I mean, I've done these outward right. things that I was told to do. And I think in genuine, heartfelt, you know, this is what I need to do. But there was no relationship with Christ. There was no faithing Christ. Mm-hmm. I was trusting my efforts, the, the things I was doing. So that began another season from that was October of 99 through Christmas and like Heather said about Dr. Mecca's teaching just to her, when we started coming to the services, Brother Jeff was preaching just to me. Mm. I was hearing things seemingly for the first time in small groups and in, and in the service, and it was making me miserable. Mm. But at the same, it's like a sore tooth. It hurts, but you just got to mash on it again. It's like, <laughs> like Heather said, we were drawn to it. I just had to come back right. and be wounded again. Yeah. You know, I don't know why. You know, and outwardly speaking, I had a good job. Money was good. I had a good marriage. I had a home. There, there, was, there was nothing. There was no trial. There was nothing going on that, oh, man, I just got to fix something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, I don't know this God that, that Brother Jeff is preaching about and that these people in my life leading up this point have been pointing me to. And uh, so... I finally got to the point of, I really was desperate. I finally sat down with Brother Steve one Wednesday night, and I, I said, I, I've got to have some relief. I'm miserable. I can't not think about this. Hmm. And so he gave me some homework and some right. verses. And Anyway, I went home, tried to stumble through that. And finally, I just got to the point, and I just, I just prayed. I just cried out to God, God, you, you've got to save me. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. you've got to forgive. If, you're, if your death, burial, and resurrection is not sufficient, there is nothing else that I can do or yeah. turn to or look to. Amen. And so I, 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 that's when I believe God saved me. And like I said, in the, I see it all clearly looking back from my youth up through college, all the people, the pieces, the places. But at that point, that's, I believe, when God saved me. Uh, and like Heather said, you were baptized, you were baptized that fall before mm-hmm. Christmas. And then in the early part of 2000, Brother Steve baptized me. Okay. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, now you guys, since that time, and that's been 20-plus years ago mm-hmm. now, you guys have served a number of different ways here at Grace Life. I mean, all the way up to, to some capacities that you guys are serving in now. So walk us through just some of your life. You know, we're talking about my Grace Life story, and, and, and God brought you guys here through the providence and sovereignty of God, obviously, and saved you and then has now sanctified you. And, of course, your family has grown up here now. You've served in a number of different ways. So walk us through just how Grace Life has been a part of your own life and then of your family's life over the last 20-plus years and just some of the ways that God's used the the preaching, the various ministries here at Grace Life Church to, you know, not that you're complete. None of us are complete and perfected yet and won't be in this life, but just some of the ways that He's used your time here at Grace Life to mature you and grow you in your walk with Christ. Let's see. So shortly after I was saved, 
I think I started as an outreach leader pretty quickly after okay. that. We, we, I mean, we jumped in. We were at the Monday night visitations and the Wednesday night. and Because we had, you know, I had grown up that way. That's just sure. what you did. So we didn't question church life or right. church membership. But it was just different here. Like, it was... Well, we wanted to be here. Yeah. So I think early on we established that this is going to be our life. You know, we're going to kind of uh, fashion our schedules and our family life around what's going on at the church. Let's press the pause button on that for just a minute. So how helpful and how important, looking back now, like you said, James, can you say, you know what, us figuring that out early, because you're early married, you're kind of newlyweds Mm -hmm. still at this point, and then obviously just newly converted as well, how much did that decision, and I don't know if you guys sat down and said, hey, this is the talk, or if it was just more of, hey, God's done this work in our lives, but, mm-hmm. but how much has that made a difference looking back on 20 years now for you, your family, and your walk with the uh, Lord? So uh, it's made all the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. Uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't sit down and hold hands and pray and say, God, is this your will for our life that we be committed to the local church? We, yeah. we didn't. We just, uh, we were saved, and we... We were drawn to the people of God. Amen. We were drawn to the preaching of God's Word. It, yeah. it wasn't like it was like I had to make a conscious decision to overcome something to be here. Right. No, I, I wanted, we wanted to be mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And we saw as examples before us the people in this church mm-hmm. who were living, breathing testimonies of if you'll, if you'll trust Christ, you'll obey His Word, You'll put him first. God will bless you. Yeah, Amen. And you know we now. There's been times you know we you know no we're just going to do this because it's right. And and as you know, having children, there's plenty of opportunity to do other things and be involved. Things of which are not wrong or sinful, right. but but they can rob you of what you should. The, the things that are of first importance. Uh, you know, you and I've talked about the pastor's wheel diagram, mm-hmm. uh, not his wheel, but the the round thing that rolls. You know, <laughs> you know, small groups, preaching, missions. Uh, we we gave ourselves to that. You know, just by being here, really? Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, uh, sitting under the preaching of God's word. When, when we first came, the accountability notebook was really yep. we were really Remember pressing that? on that yep. and memorizing and meditating on the scriptures. Just countless times in my my career, where the snowbank of God's word, you know, mm-hmm. at the time I didn't feel like I'm not remembering any of this. Yeah. But then I'd get into situations and it would melt away, and that the, the Holy yeah. Spirit would bring these yeah. small groups. You know, I I can't tell you how valuable that is. Yeah. You know, you know, it's kind of you get out of something what you put into it, mm-hmm. and I would encourage a lot of young. We have a lot of young marriage and a lot of young young parents, you, if you need to, you do need to make the decisive choice. I, look, I'm, we're going to be there, and whatever it takes, we're going to mm-hmm. be there. And, and you know what? There are times when you've, got, when you've got four under the age of, how old when we had? Five. Four under the age of five, you've you got to start preparing the, you know, Saturday morning yeah. sometimes, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we wouldn't have made it. We wouldn't have made it. There's just so much there. Of it's not just sitting here and growing in knowledge, head knowledge. It was it was people who, like Heather said, would come along and and help mm-hmm. and meet our needs, uh, minister to us. Uh, when when we we found out we were having Will and Wes, 
Heather Heather spent 30 days in Huntsville Hospital. You know, it's about 45 minute hour drive, right. and you know, I would come home. I'd go to come home to go to work, and Lauren and and Haddon, our oldest two, were taken care of. There was food in the refrigerator. Uh, my clothes, our clothes were washed and folded, and I mean, people just yeah, people just served. serving. I yeah. mean, I, how do you? If you're not in a church, if you don't have a, a you know, we have family, you know, blood relatives, but right. they didn't live close by, and yeah. you just can't put a you can't put a value on that. And it, and it was done because people were born again, and mm-hmm. they showed the love of Christ to, you know, do 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 good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. That that's yeah. what they were doing, yeah. and. Uh, and, and and then the reciprocal of that is it made us want to do that. Yeah, sure. Uh, it kind of fueled our fire to want to be here. Um, you know, uh, people like David Young who who will call you out in a good he like, he in likes a good to do way. That. He will. <laughs> you know, I left John McIntosh's class, whom God used tremendously, and I moved into David Young's class. And of course, David Young will lay down the gauntlet of, yeah. you know, it's time to step up. Uh, look, I'm throwing this out here. We're going to meet and have some fellowship, but we're going to have some Bible study mm-hmm. growing in the in the faith. Who's in? And I think I was the only guy either dumb enough <laughs> or crazy you enough. You didn't know what the other guys knew. Uh, that's I mean, right. We're not agreeing to this that's with David right. Young. You're like, yeah, they all I'll take it. When so. I raise my hand. <laughs> but there again, just... I didn't have to do that, but I yeah. wanted to. Yeah, sure. And looking back, I, I, you know, it's just the Holy Spirit, I guess. I, I just wanted I wanted to grow in the world. Yeah. I wanted to know, what does the Bible say? You yeah. know, tithing, all these things I learned from other men like you two. And uh, it's just never really been a struggle f- for us. T- I mean, there's times that it's been tough. Right. We've had to make decisions yeah. when, when yeah. other people were saying, don't do that, yeah, don't go sure. to church there, they're, they're, you know, all these things. Right. But, but yeah... Uh, David, he he made an he's has made a mark on me and mm-hmm. and will continue as he has multiple people, yeah, amen. countless people. Brother Steve, as far as going to missions, you know, Brother Jeff in his preaching and it all comes out of the preaching of God's yes. word, the small yeah. groups, the missions, yeah, and and how am I going to take advantage of that? It it's. I remember when we first came, we had a church split there shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we were going through Ephesians at this time yep. now, and we started talking about the sovereignty of God, predestination, election, and those things. And I remember a lot of folks struggled with that. You know, here I am. Uh, you know, I'm a simpleton, and I but I just think, well, it it clearly says <laughs> it's that. there. Uh, you know, I'm combing I'm combing through it with you, but it clearly says that. And for whatever reason, folk folks left, and I I, I just remember. I just remember at that time David telling me, "Look, you got to stick with the word. Mm-hmm. As long as the pastor's preaching the word of God, we stick with the word of God. Uh, we don't alter it. We don't alter it to 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 uh, meet the whims of men, what they may think it needs means. But uh, but anyway, David just pressured me to continue serving, to 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 step up the accountability, and um, he." Uh, he put me in. I started doing outreach for him. Gosh, that was yeah, that was shortly thereafter we came, uh, and I haven't been out since. I've been a small group teacher now. I don't know, several years. Yeah. There's some years I'll jokingly mock, 
check no. Look, I'm not serving <laughs> in. And of course, he'll just water it up, throw it in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> now, he, now he's handed that off to Nathan. Nathan just yeah, brought Nathan it up, throws it in the garbage. Thing, so, yeah, that's but you know what? I need that. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to sit on the sidelines. I'm going to die soon. Yeah, and I and I, I need I need to give my life to Christ. Amen. And I need to be more faithful. I need to be better at it. Brother Steve, we, we've been to Peru, went with yeah, you, yeah. thought your wife was sick the whole time, yeah, was bacteria, pregnant. and she was yeah, pregnant. Yeah, but, that's uh, right. That was an interesting trip. And been to Wyoming with my daughter. Yeah. Um, there again, getting into my kids, it, 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 this the, the value and the impact that, that this church has had on my whole family is, it's just far-reaching. Yeah. Uh, f- you know. Well, and it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, the reason I wanted to kind of press pause when Heather started there was, you know, sometimes I th- we can complicate the Christian life, you know, and, and, you know, not all of them are bad, but there's, you know, there's a thousand and one things. Maybe we need to get involved in a thousand and one right. different Christian yeah. endeavors. And by the way, probably all thousand and one of them mm-hmm. are good and maybe have their place and not here to denigrate those. But sometimes just being committed to the ebb and flow yes. of local church life and deciding that early— mm-hmm. You know, especially for our younger couples, I know I try to encourage in the pre-engagement class when they're coming through there and uh, others in their lives, I think, are telling them the same thing here at Grace Life of, look, you, you just need to be committed. Make a decision. Mm-hmm. Don't alter it. You know, be here. Hear the preaching of God's mm-hmm. Word. Be involved in smart groups. Be involved in missions. And, and hey, obviously people are, there'll be times when they're sick and they can't come or they're, they're on vacation. We, we understand that. But just the... Those basic yeah. components of the will mm-hmm. that Brother Jeff teaches us on so often, if you'll be committed to those things, those are God's means yes. of working in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you guys, once the Lord saved you, it was just the next step was let's get in on them. That's right. You know, let, let, yeah. let's be committed to these things. And I, and I do think that, you know, it has bore fruit, not only in your own lives, but in the lives of your children as well. So whether it was serving in a, a small group and Obviously, now you guys serve in some different capacities, but, you know, God has providentially grown you and brought you through life at Grace Life, you know, over the last couple of decades. And you can look back on it now and hopefully, I I know you guys would, but hopefully say, man, we're just thankful, you know, we've been able to see God's progression here. So. Heather, you now serve as our preschool coordinator. So maybe, maybe there's some people listening to the podcast, and they're not exactly sure what the preschool coordinator does. So so give us a quick snippet on what the preschool coordinator is doing week in, week out here at Grace Life. Yeah, okay. Um, well, probably chaos coordinator would be a, maybe a better Yes, that, that's a lot of truth to that, <laughs> yeah. no doubt. Basically just you know organizing the nursery, the volunteer list monthly, making sure the supplies and everything we have are back there and are are available weekly just at each service time welcoming in the parents and children and making sure volunteers are in their rooms I think that's one reason you talked about me having a longevity or whatever I I think that's why I enjoy it because we have been served so well back there with our five children that I feel like now I'm at a place I can pay that back to right. these young, I see a young mother coming in carrying her two little ones. And I, um, you know, I, I feel like now I can help them and help, help bear that load for them because they have, it, it, it does take effort to get young children and yeah. a family here each week. So if there's, you know, if we can make that easier on them to come back and feel welcome and loved and, um, if little Johnny didn't act just right to say it'll be okay, we'll try again next week and right. we'll love him anyway. So. Yeah, amen. 
Yeah, Heather just summed up a whole lot of work in just a couple of minutes' time there. So it, it, there's a just speaking from experience, there have been a time or two where I've had to step in and try, and I'll just say try was about all I could do, try to fill the preschool coordinator role. And it's a lot. Uh, you know, we have a lot of kids. We have a lot of very young mm-hmm. kids here at Grace Life Church, and, and they're important to us. It's mm-hmm. an important part of the population of Grace Life Church. It's a and huge so field. It, yeah. it's, it's a chance where we get to introduce these very, very young children. That, Many of them are just babies, and, and we understand we're, we're not preaching 45-minute sermons to the newborns <laughs> class, but we, there are people in there that pray for these children. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an opportunity for us to take care of those children so that their parents can hear the gospel mm-hmm. and be further equipped to be godly men and women in their home. And you know, and then you just got all those other little things like, do we have enough goldfish and yeah. do we have enough sippy cups? And, you know, that, that's just a lot of work. And, you know, sometimes I, it's such a, I'll say maybe a hidden part of ministry because— you know, if you don't have those young kids, you can easily forget. Oh boy, yeah, there's a whole lot of mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of young kids, and somebody is taking care of them right now. But uh, a vital part of of the ministry here at Grace Life Church is what we are able to do by God's grace in giving those kids, just getting them started on a foundation, and and yeah, taking care of them and and reassuring their parents that we're going to uh, take care of their children during the service. And so, thank you for all you do. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah, and I'll plug I'll plug for her. It usually starts Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. Folks texting the, the volunteers who may or may not have conflicts who are supposed to be there. But, but you know, as members of Grace Life, we, we covenant. We'll serve back there in the nursery. So I just remind everybody, hey, do your time back there. It, it, it is a, it's a chore. It, it's work. But it's, it's one of our largest mission fields we have built in, homegrown Amen. right here. Yeah. It, like I said, so many of us have, have benefited from it. Yeah. And, uh, Amen. You know, and you know it when when they're all in the service, you'll hear the crying. <laughs> yeah, and the volume level is up a bit yeah. if they're all in the service. So. If we all do our part, it'll go a yeah. whole lot smoother. Yeah, but amen. Now, James, you currently serve as a, as an elder for us. Right. Uh, how long have you been serving as an elder? So I, I think I'm pushing six years now. I, okay. I think I'm the the newest of the elder body. Right. So so uh, what's that been like? What's it been like being an elder? So, what, has, was that kind of a difficult transition, and now it's good, or still transitioning into that? You no, know, I, I feel, I, you know, I sit around, I sit, I sit around the table with, with you guys, the, the, the current elder body, and, mm-hmm. and just uh, I'm appreciative of the, the, the level of uh, one godliness mm-hmm. and wisdom that, that you men have. I, I feel like I still am learning. I would encourage our church to pray for their elders. Yes, there's amen. there's a lot that um, you know. It's a blessing. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's an honor and it's a privilege. But there's a lot of there's a lot of ministry that that gets done that no one knows about, and 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 so just encourage the church to pray for the elders. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, God is is has blessed Grace Life Church amen. and. I hope I hope that I've I've contributed to that. I do appreciate the fact that that we seem to be uh, unified. Mm-hmm. We all just seem to be on the same page, and uh, yeah, I just I just appreciate it. And uh, it's 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 been a it's been a joy, and I mm-hmm. uh, look forward to many more years. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you guys, Grace Life Story, uh, you know, started with your conversion here mm-hmm. uh, for both of you, and that was 20-plus years ago, and now in God's providence, He's grown you and matured you, and your family's growing up here and uh, serving as an elder now, and Heather 
second stint. You did some stuff in the office for us, but now serving mm-hmm. as preschool coordinator. And so, guys, we're, we're thankful for you being at Grace Life and thankful Amen. for how God is working in your life, but also working through your lives. And as I always like to remind folks on this, you, your Grace Life story is not over. So God's going to continue to use you in a number of different ways. And we look forward to seeing how he's going to do that. So thank you guys for hanging out and telling us a little bit of your Grace Life story today. Amen. Thank you. We hope you'll join us again next week for another episode of My Grace Life Story. As members of Grace Life Church of the Shoals share their stories of redemption and grace. To find out more, visit gracelifeshoals.org. This podcast is a production of Grace Life Media.